Hello and welcome back to episode four of The Crunch More Than a Workout. We're glad to have you here on the show where we're interviewing ordinary people doing extraordinary things, finding out what drives them, how they do what they do, and what we can learn from them, and how we can apply that to our own life. Today's show is no different. We have Dr. Dave listed on the show today, and I'm kind of going to get right to it. He had just some great advice, me and Dave, every time we meet up we end up talking for hours it seemed like so i was super excited to uh put the mics on and record some of it so without further ado we will get started all right dave you ready to dive in i'm gonna hit you with some shotgun questions i want you to answer with the first thing that comes to mind okay let's do it are you ready yeah dogs or cats uh we got a dog laying on the table right in front (laughs) of us so i think you know it's dogs squats or deadlifts uh always squats favorite book Boy, that is a tough one. Favorite restaurant? Uh, Crazy Bowls and Wraps. There we go. Running or rowing? Oh, rowing. Netflix or satellite? Don't have either. <laughs> Person to admire most? Uh, my father. There we go. Britney Spears or Miley Cyrus? Britney Spears. Go-to snack? Oh, for me, sure. some type of jerky. Favorite card game? Oh, 20, what's that, 21, blackjack? There we go. Blackjack, yeah. oh, there you have it. Cool. Well, we're glad to have you here today. We are going to dive in. Dave is, a, Dave is a pharmacist. He is a sports, he does sports, has a sports nutrition certification, does a lot of nutrition um, for a lot of different people around the area here. He is diehard in the gym. We see him in here doing all kinds of crazy stuff on a daily basis. So we're super excited to have you here today, Dave. Thanks. So I guess when we wanted to dive in here, I guess the first thing we would like to start at is really you see it on a daily basis. You know, people, um, obviously, what medicines people are taking and just the scale of that. And so what is your opinion for someone looking to maybe start to scale back on some of their medications and to maybe improve their diet and exercise to scale back? And what, what does that process look like for that person? Yeah, sure. So I think the first thing you need to do is if you're in the doctor's office and they come and say, hey, Nate, guess what? Uh, I got bad news. You have high blood pressure. Uh, I'm going to start you on this medicine. We're going to check you in a week or two. Stop right there and say, is that everything I can be doing? I know I can take this medicine every day, but what else can I be doing? Can I? And they'll tell you diet and exercise, but that's it. That's the end of the conversation. Well, you need to eat better, and uh, you need to do more. What does that look like? No one's quantified that. No one's told you, well, hey, you need to go to the crunch. You need to meet Nate. He's going to put you on a diet and an exercise program. Then we'll try this medicine if that doesn't work. That's just not the way things work here, unfortunately. Um, So if you are already on a medicine and you're thinking, hey, maybe it's something I don't need if I cleaned up my lifestyle a little bit, I made those changes, started going to the gym, eating better, have that conversation with your doctor right away. Say, hey, you know, I was thinking, I'm going to join this gym here, and uh, I've been going three or four times a week. I noticed I lost some weight. Uh, maybe it's time. Can we re- reevaluate this? Is this something I need if I, if I make these lifestyle decision changes? I Say I lost 20 pounds, something like that. Could I get off my medicine? Have that conversation right away. So, What are, what are some of the most common things um, that you see that we're taking medications for that that could easily, maybe not the word easily, but could be reversed with um, proper diet and exercise. Um, So I guess you would label that as someone would, I don't know if it's the right label, but diseases of lifestyle. So living a sedentary lifestyle, maybe eating poorly and doing things is causing these things. Uh, The biggest ones you're going to see are elevated blood pressure, hypertension, uh, dyslipidemia, so um, elevated cholesterol, triglycerides, things like that. 
um, and then type 2 diabetes. So those are things where you just one day show up at the doctor and they say, hey, guess what? You have this. And you're like, where did I get that from? Well, go back and ask that question. Are you eating correctly? Are you exercising? You know, if you are, you're doing those things, you're at a healthy weight, everything's good. Well, guess what? You're doing everything you can. Jump on that. Um, but yeah, some of those things you could potentially, I see people get off of medicines. Uh, it's always the, the hypertensive medicines, the cholesterol medicines, and the type 2 diabetes medicines. So when people lose a significant amount of weight or make a drastic lifestyle change, those things tend to fall off. But if you don't ask your doctor, can I quit taking this? Do you really need to be taking it? So it sounds like really having that open communication with your doctor on what's going on, even if they're not necessarily the one telling you to do it outside of that. Let's dive into that, uh, the diet a little more, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're talking about eating right and stuff. So in your opinion, I guess, what is the first step? What, what are you telling a lot of your clients? And I know everyone has different goals and there isn't a one size fits all. And we've talked to some different people about that, but in your opinion, where should people start? You know, maybe I do have some, um, type two diabetes or, you know, the high blood pressure, what are you looking at in their diet and where are we going to start cutting or adding things? Sure. So the first thing you want to do is assess the person, see what they're eating right now. Um, most of the time you're going to find a lot of processed foods, what we call junk foods, packaged, you know, and a lot of people think some of these things are healthier for you for yeah, some can reason. Can I stop you there and yeah. ask like, so I, I get that a lot. So what are, uh, cause now it's all this, the whole grain wheat, right? Or right. this and that. Now that's, that's a processed food, right? Correct. Sure. Yeah. So you'll see a package and it'll say, hey, this has eight grams of whole grains or a cereal. So automatically you think, well, that's good for me, right? I, I should eat that. Do you really need to be eating that 50, 60 grams of carbohydrates for your breakfast? Probably not. So uh, assess the diet. Look into a whole food type diet. Um, a lot of people, especially with you know the functional fitness community, they jump on paleo, which is a great baseline diet, right? If you're not eating too much animal fat. But um they're eating better quality foods. So the closer the food comes to nature, the better it's going to be for you. Hands down, right? An apple, applesauce, et cetera. The farther you get away from the thing, the worse the food gets for you. That's the basic. So if they're eating a lot of things that are pretty far away from what they really look like in nature, that's the first step. Let's clean that up. Let's go take those foods back to what they're supposed to look like. Let's prepare them correctly. Um, and that would be the first thing I would look for in somebody's diet. What do you usually recommend to someone? A lot of times it's always... Um, like the breakfast or how do you usually get someone to replace like the bread? Cause then it's like, you don't want them to lose all the, I don't know, the fiber or something. It's like, well, obviously an apple would be better, sure. but are they going to eat that at seven in the morning or how do you address that? Yeah. So dietary fiber, that, that seems to be a goal people have. They're like, Oh, I got to get so many grams of fiber from my whole grains. And I would never think that I'm going to get my, my fiber comes from fruits and vegetables, right? Every single meal I'm eating or snack, right? There's some type of vegetable or fruit that contains fiber. So I don't need to worry about getting 10 grams from my cereal in the morning, right? Um, but yeah, breakfast is tough. That's probably the hardest thing to get someone to change. Why? Because most people are trying to slam something before they go to work, right? They just don't have the time. When they get home from dinner or get home from work, they have time to make their dinner. Their breakfast is just thrown together. I'm eating this in the car. I'm on the road. I do that myself. I know that. Um, so basically what I do is I just boil a ton of eggs, 18, 20 eggs, and I leave them in the fridge. I can eat those in the car, right? So I've got a quality protein source, some good fat in there. I know people talk about the cholesterol in the eggs, and it's finally starting to come around that's not as important, which is good. So people were scared of eggs for a while. If you're scared of eggs, eat egg whites. There's, you know, there's always a way around it, right? So eating something like that, a piece of fruit in the morning, is going to be much more beneficial than that special K, 8 grams of fiber protein. It's really garbage. So like a, a boiled egg and a, a piece of fruit or something? So is that? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, a lot of people think like one egg's a lot. Calorically, not. 
I mean, you can have three, four, depending on, you know, me or you, a guy who's working out a lot. I eat four at a time, mm-hmm. and my wife eats three. So, I mean, that three area is probably pretty good for most people. Uh, so that's some type of fruit, some type of vegetables. You want to make uh, an omelet with it, something like that. That takes more time, um, you know, and it's it's some, it's more dedication, you know. If, if you, uh, I always tell people, fail to prep, prep to fail. So if you aren't thinking about what you're going to be eating the next day or don't have a game plan, it's going to be really hard to stay on track, mm-hmm. right? So I've got, you know, tons of stuff thrown in the fridge already prepared. I just grab and go. What what kind of trends? Um, now you've been a pharmacist for how many years now, or in, uh, the, in the field? In the field for ten, just a pharmacist for four and a half. So what kind of trends have you seen? Trends in that short period of time, yeah. like we're heading direction. Are we getting better? Is it getting <laughs> no, worse? <laughs> no, we're getting progressively worse. Oh, um, no. You know, we're just. I, this killed me the other day. I was at work and there's a like a Prilosec, you know, the uh, heartburn medicine. There's a big Larry the Cable guy. Like it was whatever the last holiday was sitting there. And uh, it's like, don't let, you know, and all these crappy foods, hot dogs and all this garbage, don't let this slow you down. Keep eating this, but just take this medicine. You'll be just fine. And I'm just like, man, where are we at as a society that, like, it's okay. Just just keep taking this. You know, we'll be all right. So that killed me. That, that sign was up at work for, like, a month. I'm like, oh, I want to oh, take this thing yeah. down. So, yeah, that's kind of the approach, I guess, is right. do what you want, but we can mask sure. it. Sure. Yeah, hey, with we this, got something so. for everything nowadays. Don't worry about it. Just keep living your lifestyle. No one really wants to make that's harder to do i mean just black and white that's harder to do it's harder to get up and go to the gym every morning it's harder to cook your food right than it is to just get treated mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of side effects from a lot of this stuff though right like sure it sounds good i can eat this hot dog and then i can take this pill yeah. and i'm gonna oh, feel yeah. great but that mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily the case that yeah. you see is it yeah next time you buy a bottle of aspirin read the package insert you will be scared to death to take an aspirin the next time i guarantee you so and that's everything um you know Everything can cause anything. That's the problem. So if you look at a medicine, someone calls me, they're like, hey, I'm having this side effect. What do you think? I can actually look it up and find out the percentage of people in those trials who had that. Say it's like 5%. So I'll say, yeah, well, 5% of people out of 100 had that. You might have that. Maybe. Could be, you know, anything else going on in your life, too. You know, one of the other 10 medicines you take or, you know, some lifestyle stuff. So it sounds like, and I think we all kind of know the problem just as a american society we've become very um consumers right of everything and we're hit constantly so we kind of know the problem i guess we've kind of been hit and tricked in a way i guess to think oh low fat or this and we've got caught on these different fad things and then all of a sudden we're all blown up and obesity and diabetes and hypertension all this stuff's through the roof so it's like from what I'm getting from you, and not to say that all doctors are the same or anything, but you might not be getting that advice from your doctor. So we really no. need to look to like self-educate or right. even looking for some outside professionals sure. that are maybe specializing in that if, if this is something you're dealing with. Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there now. You'll see, um, you know, you need to be your own advocate first. You need to question things. Like not, I'm not saying go on WebMD every time you feel sick and go to your doctor and tell you what you have because that's probably not going to end well for you. But um, just, you know, look it up, say, hey, what are my options out there? What are, and there's other professionals. Now. There's like health coaches. There's, uh, you know, and, and don't, you know, think you can't talk to your nurse practitioner or physician assistant. I hate when people feel like they can't talk to those people. Those people are extremely educated. Sometimes they're more, you know, involved in your case than your doctor ever will be, right? So you might get better advice from them than you're ever going to get it from your doctor. So the healthcare system's changing. Used to be you just had doctors and nurses. Now we've got nurse practitioners. Um, you know, we've got physician assistants. These people are extremely intelligent. I've worked side by side with them, you know. Go out to those people. They're easier to get a hold of, right? And they're going to probably spend a little bit more time with you. Mm-hmm. 
And do you think new people coming, which you came up through the system in the past 10 years, are, are we getting more education on that in, in the system of the education side of things? Yeah, yeah, I think definitely. Um, I know personally my education very, very minimal. Uh, and I think that's the way it is. When you have that education load where you need to learn every disease state and how to treat it, nutrition is kind of this maybe one semester class out of 10 years. And it's probably pretty early on in your education. So it's not something that's probably fresh in your head. But, man, I wish it was a little bit well, taken a little more seriously. And I think I have seen things, um, you know, different programs that are really starting to dive into that, which is great. But the problem is reimbursement. So if I'm your, you know, your health coach and I get you down 30, 40 pounds, right, there's no insurance company that's going to reimburse me for that. Mm -hmm. That's The problem is reimbursement at this point, you know, and people are fighting for that right now. Just meaning there's no money in it, basically. Sure. Yeah, it's a cash cash market right now, right? There's no insurance in it. So eventually, if it got to that point where it came in and say, hey, I can have this this one-on-one -on -one conversation with this person and potentially, or I could show that I've got them off of these medicines, right? What would that cost savings look like to that insurance company? Mm -hmm. Right. If this person didn't have to fill this medication for the next 10 years, well, you'd save a lot of money as an insurance company, but you probably wouldn't be getting money from them too. So yeah, it's a financial struggle, I think, for the most part. And that's why there's really no like, great unified, I mean, there's registered dietitians, but like outside of that in this, you know, market we're in here and this gym thing, it's kind of like you know, an open market. Yeah, because we're like, as the crunch and stuff, we're kind of, we're out to the side, right? We're not in, you're not yeah. in the network with everybody um, getting in the reference to, but so to switch gears a little bit, what, um, or I guess to kind of go back to the breakfast thing, and, and this is something we struggle with, not struggle with, but I've been on the fence about supplements. You know, yeah. you hear more and more about it. Oh, yeah, it. man. Um, and, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it open for you. Go garbage. For it. It's <laughs> all garbage. Don't buy it. It's garbage. Um, so the first thing you should think about is the, the what's the word supplement? What are you supplementing? A good diet. So the word supplement itself actually means what, to add to or right. something. Supplement, so you're trying to yeah, to augment your, your already supposedly good nutrition plan. But uh, a lot of times people just jump the gun and say, oh, I'm going to start taking this, this, and this, and their diet's still crap, right? Just back off, get your diet together, and you really don't need those supplements. I've done that before. I, I'll take some, yeah. Um, you know, some uh, a stimulant like a caffeine, something like that, um, whey protein. I've tried all of them, right? But I've also done it where I've just backed off and got really serious about my diet, and I've done a lot better doing that. That's a lot harder to do, though, right? It's a lot easier to take two scoops of a, a protein supplement than it is to cook a chicken breast. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, uh, an ease thing, I guess. So, the, yeah, so that makes sense. So I guess what you're saying is go back. Let's look at the diet first and then yeah, clean that up. And please. then after that, if you need to, man, once a day, I just... <clears throat> and get my protein i'll get a mm -hmm. scoop here yeah oh sure so much on the market now oh, it's know. just like yeah. so um, i mean the protein's one thing and then all the pre-workouts and the sure. diets and just uh, loaded with uh, yeah so your diet that's you just need to get away from that if you're taking a diet pill just throw it down the drain right now not the drain sorry the garbage <laughs> um there's just no way to tell what's in them and just they're mostly garbage the worst thing i, I had somebody come in the er one time when i was in school i was working in the er and she was on uh, i won't say the name of it because it's company around here makes it she came in with like heart palpitations she was having a heart attack and i was like what do you take you know i was doing her med rec and she was going through i'm like well shit i don't know what's in that like the proprietary blend i have no clue what you took you have no clue what you took i just scared her i'm like yeah you shouldn't take those things you know so be be weary on the back of it says proprietary blend god knows what's in that 
even in general, I mean, if you see all these uh, things coming out now, just supplements like, uh, you know, vitamins over the counter, they're starting to test them and saying, oh, that's not even in there. There's actually some prescription drugs in there and God knows what else. So, yeah, they just did one the other day. They found some, uh, uh, like, a seizure medicine and, a, you know, a stimulant medicine and some of the over-counter stuff. So, not regulated. So, be very careful. How you can kind of get away with uh, not putting exactly what's in there by saying uh, sure. pro proprietary yeah. blend or um, this matrix type thing. Yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. And there's so many different words for each thing. I mean, it's crazy. If you look up like something like uh, caffeine or, you know, some, some stimulant, there's like 900 different words they put on there, like different languages and stuff. But it's okay. You know, it's technically the same thing. Um, so you'd be really weary of that stuff. There's some basic stuff that works pretty well. Like caffeine works pretty well. You can get that from your coffee or tea, right? And it's a stimulant. Um, you know, your whey proteins, just be careful. They put a lot of fillers and crap in those. Um, look for a natural one. They have, like, grass-fed stuff now, and but, man, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. Um, creatine by itself, plain, basic creatine. You don't have to buy anything super special. If you're eating red meat, you're getting creatine every day, so think about that. Yeah. But for performance, if you want to, you know, do better at some explosive-type sport or one rep max type thing, you know, creatine does have some benefit. Cool. So you're work, or you're currently working with some clients, right? You had some performance athletes. Yeah, some uh, crazy fitness athletes. So what are you most excited about right now in your life of uh, on the f on that side of the field? Um, it's just fun to work with those people because they're just they're specimens. I mean, they are just these outliers. I mean, they can do things that I would never be able to do. And I'm I'm looking at their diet and their their supplements and their sleep. I'm like, how are you doing that? Like that would crush me. So working with those type of people, it's pretty fun. Um, so you're, you're working with some pretty serious athletes, right? You had somebody yeah, in just, the, I mean, CrossFit. Yeah, just some, down in the some of those people. Yeah, we won't use that word. <laughs> CF word. Oh, yeah. Functional fitness athletes. There you go. But that and, um, yeah, dude, it's just, it's fun to work with those people because, and, and the thing is, like, for me, it's easier to work with them because they're really serious. If I tell them what to do, they're going to do it, right? And that's, that's it. I don't have to worry about compliance with them. If you get someone off the street and you give them some advice, try to help them out, uh, it's a little bit harder. So like people who come to a gym like this, and they've already made that decision. They want to make a change. They're doing something like that. That's awesome. Those are the people who are going to be really successful if they start changing their diet around. So, so those people that are listening today that, that are wanting to take that workouts to the next level, you know, and um, things like that, they're already eating pretty good. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're working out hard. They're pushing it. What are those small little tweaks that you often see um, that you're doing for these people that are, um, you know, taking them to that, giving them that edge? Sure. Um, mostly for, like, those functional fitness athletes, they're just not eating enough carbohydrate to recover between workouts. Um, they kind of, like the functional fitness community, kind of goes with that paleo zone type diet thing. So, which is great. That's like, hey, if you want to eat a good diet, like look at the zone, look at his own plate, make his own plate every time, right? Take a, a protein portion, fill it up with vegetables, and then add carbohydrate as needed, right? Um, but if you're someone doing five workouts a day and you're doing explosive Olympic weightlifting and running for 45 minutes straight, you're going to need a ton of carbohydrate. So there's this disconnect. It's like now these people are legit athletes. And uh, they're not eating like athletes. They're eating like people should be to be fit, right? Like for me and you, hey, we should just eat like that every day. We don't need that much stuff. These people probably need a little bit more. And when you see the high-level people, you know, you bust out like the Michael Phelps diet and stuff like that, that's, you know, some of these, these functional fitness athletes need to be eating like that. They're doing their, that much work capacity and they're that size person, you know? So they're pretty much under eating in general, I would say. That's, that's the, I guess, the toughest thing for me um, 
as we've been eating cleaner, we've actually been eating a plant-based diet for about six months, and it, it's just eating enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, just, and I find myself just, man, I have so much more energy and stuff because I'm not eating these huge meals, sure. so I'm not, like, ever in that big yeah. fog, but... Um, yeah, if you totally cleaned up your diet, and, I mean, you ate nothing but, you know, not, not saying plant, you can have animal-based, too, but if you yeah. took, like, all processed foods out of your diet, I've done this a few times, it's a chore, like, I tried to not lose weight doing, like, a whole 30 with my wife one time. And, uh, I mean, I was eating steak two or three times a day, just potatoes out the wazoo. But I lost weight. Like, I tried to eat as much as I possibly could. And it's exhausting. So it's amazing if you cleaned up your diet, those small changes of just taking those processed foods and those oils, things like that, out, how quickly and you'll see results, right? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But, yeah, it's, it's a struggle to, to get that much in. So I guess, yeah, for if you're looking to lose weight or, um, you know, see the scale drop or obviously, ideally, everyone's getting to the point where you're doing this from performance and feeling better in your optimal life. And yeah. then the scale mimics that. But I don't I don't find myself overeating things that don't have sugar or salt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pull sugar out of your diet. It's miserable. I mean, really pull it out of your diet. Like no sugar at all. You will go through withdrawals. It's going to be miserable for a few days. Right. You're going to have headaches. It's going to be miserable. You'll be like, wow, I can't believe how much sugar I was eating. I mean, it's in everything, right? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty hard. I know, I know we did that one time. We had to like, get bacon. We had to, like, get it shipped to us one time because, I mean, you, they just put sugar in bacon. Like, you know, why do you need sugar in, in pork fat, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, like, the we just got some new peanut butter that's at Thrive.com. There's this place called Thrive.com. They got, like, the goji berries, the hemp seeds, all this mm. stuff. You can get it shipped to your door. Hemp, man, that's something we, you yeah. always talk about. Those things are awesome. Yeah. You got any input on that? Yeah. So hemp is a great protein source. Like, its amino acid profile is, like, as good as you're going to get for a plant, but it's super expensive. Oh, my gosh. I went to buy some the other day, and I was like, yeah, hey, I went to the supplement store. And I was like, hey, yeah, you got any hemp protein? And the kid showed me a little, like, I don't know, it was like five or six ounces bottle for like 30 bucks. I'm like, oh, do you have anything cheaper? He goes, no, that's what it costs. So I know Onnit makes one, and it's supposed to be pretty good, but it's extremely expensive. Oh, really? my gosh. Yeah, I get this bag. It's just a bag, of, and it's hemp seeds. I'll sprinkle it. I put it in my smoothies. I put it on, like, hey, you know, whatever. I'll just throw it in there. So I, just just I need to buy the seeds is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, it's like 10 grams of fat. I want to say 10 grams of protein it's like it's a lot of fiber i don't know it's just like legit i don't in like these yeah there's these superfoods out there that like we just don't know about or like that i didn't know about as we've been eating plant-based i've had to become a lot more resourceful on like where i'm getting some protein and stuff it's been amazing because you just stuff like that yeah so yeah there's a lot of uh different food choices out there when you start to and if you start to eat a cleaner diet you're going to want to try those different things and expand your palate a little bit and you'll try things that you didn't know you even liked. So I think that's key, too, is people are like, oh, I don't like that. It's like, well, try it. Just try it again. It's not that bad. So, wa- and then water. Um, oh, yeah, water. Wh- where do you go with that? Um, um, depends on what you're doing, but, yeah, a lot. And you're a- on your average person, are you? is there a certain amount per day people shooting for? Or are you having them? Do, um, we do, like, lemon water in the morning a lot. I don't know sure. if there's uh, yeah, different nice. things. Um, yeah, that's nice. If you take, like, a big jug of water and put some fruit in it, leave it in your fridge. Like some limes and lemons and stuff like that, oranges, that's real nice. Um, but it depends on what you're drinking the rest of the day, I think. You know, you're getting water from certain things. I know some people will say, like, hey, you need to drink an ounce per pound of body weight or at least a gallon a day. And I think that's super individualized. So, like, I might drink, I drink a ton of water, like a stupid amount. People wouldn't, they'd be like, well, what's wrong with you? But I, you know, process it really fast. 
So someone like me, if, if I don't drink a gallon or two a day, I become dehydrated, right? My kidneys are still pumping out water, and it's like, oh, man, I didn't drink enough today. Um, so I think it's pretty relative. If you're drinking sodas and coffees and all this stuff, too, you probably need to drink more water. If you're eating pretty clean and 99% of your fluids for the day is water, you're okay. If you're eating, you're drinking water with your meals in between meals, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, you'll know if you're dehydrated, right? Your performance will suffer. You might get a headache, uh, some cramping, stuff like that. So, I think for the most part, people who drink non-water drinks all day, like sugary sodas, etc., coffee, tea all day, right? They're probably not drinking enough water. So, just drink water as much as you can. Um, I was listening to a thing the other day, and it was talking, and I'm not educated enough to uh, go into it detail, but I wanted to get your opinion on how we treat, like, um, insulin deficiencies and things like that with, like, a lot of times I feel like we just want to wipe the carbs out because we thought it raised the blood sugar or whatever, right? But it seems like we might be learning more that that's not necessarily the case. They were talking about, like, some fat, like, uh, fatty acid around the cell that actually doesn't allow it. And there's other ways to go about it rather than just saying... um, we need to cut all these carbs out. Have you um, anything like that? So are we talking for, like, people who just want to eat lower carbohydrate to... Or people with, like, type 2 with diabetes. Type, okay. Like so, yeah, so, yeah, that's pretty or, hard, or too. Peop- or people heading that direction. Right. So, yeah, definitely we as a, a nation consume way too many carbohydrates, right? It's in everything. Um, that's what we did years ago. We cut off fat, right, and we replaced it with carbohydrate. And now we're having this, you know, type 2 diabetes epidemic we didn't have. You know, you didn't have kids 12 years old in school with type 2 diabetes, you know, 20 years ago. You just didn't have it. Um, so I think part of that we're starting to see it's like, hey, we took too much fat of our diet. We replaced it with too much refined carbohydrate. And this is what the result is, right, 30, 40 years later. Um, so, yeah, taking all the carbohydrate out of your diet, not a great idea. That can actually backfire on you. Um, makes you less insulin sensitive. So someone who's on like a super low carbohydrate diet for a while, right? I see this a couple of athletes. It's like, man, you're eating no carbohydrate, right? They go back to eating carbohydrate and they blow up, right? Because it's just like their body doesn't know what to do with it, right? They haven't had to produce tons of insulin and it's like, whoa, now we got a ton of this and now, now we're struggling to, to get back to normal. So eating a decent amount of carbohydrate per day, what does that look like? Depends on your goal, but probably never less than like a gram a day, right? So I'm 200 pounds, 200 grams of carbohydrate a day. And ideally getting those from fruits and vegetables. Right. Like oh, an yeah. apple's 15 sure. grams of carbs. Yeah, depending on the size, it could be up to 30. You yeah, know, you know um, the bananas and all that good stuff. So it always, basically from our conversation today, I mean, <laughs> it really comes back to getting to the whole food. Yeah, just go back to the whole the food, man. Day. People complain about that too. They're like, oh, I can't have sugar. I can't have sugar. And it's like, it's okay. This is a, it's a micronutrient-dense fiber source of sugar. There's fructose, right? There's fruit sugar. That's okay. You know, it's in excess, it's not. When you pull it out of the fruit and turn it into jellies and jams, stuff like that, not as good. But when you're consuming that whole food by itself, it comes with a lot of fiber, a lot of micronutrients, right? So that fiber makes it harder for your body to digest it. You don't get that insulin spike as much. So people who shy away from fruit, look at your overall diet. Like if you're still in your range for carbohydrate for the day and you ate all fruit, you're going to be much better off than if you eat those refined carbohydrates. Even though on you know in the box it says they look better because there's less sugar or you know more what are they putting protein in cereal now? Like eight grams of protein, so everyone wants to buy it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. They just sued Cheerios for that. I saw that. I, that's good. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, I know you do got to get going here, get across the river. We definitely greatly appreciate yeah. your time. We might have to do it again. I want to take a minute to thank you. Um, Dave did a lot for us in the gym. He's always helping people out. He's very knowledgeable, obviously, as you hear today on diet, but he's, we didn't even t- 
touch into it today, but, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's always throwing some crazy amount of weight around. He's <laughs> came out here, volunteered, helped us with intro classes, and just, just great to have around. So we do greatly appreciate that, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, last thing, I just want to say, if you could break it down and you could use give people three simple steps that are um, just, you know, I think we're so, there's so much knowledge out there, but we're starving oh, for yeah, wisdom, yeah. right? Right. So if you, and I know this is tough, but it's like, can you give, can you give us, break it down to three steps to someone that's overweight, feeling bad and ready to make that change? What, what would you break that down if you had to? Make, I mean, be prepared to make the change. I mean, I think some people kind of keep their feet cold and they're like, oh, I just, I'm not ready to do that. that that's the worst thing I hear from people is like, I have to get fit before I get fit, right? So, so mentally oh, be prepared to right? make the change. Set your yeah. mindset. Oh, for some reason, I know people are just deathly afraid to make change, right? We're just creatures of habit. Um, feeling uncomfortable going into a situation is good for you, right? You're going to grow. You're going to learn from it. So saying like, oh, I got to clean up my diet before I start that diet or I have to lose weight before I start going to this gym, that's the worst thing I've ever heard, right? So I think just getting over that mental barrier is number one. Um, and then I think group accountability is huge. I think that's why, you know, like your gym, it does so well, right? Because people come in, they have this communal effort together, and they're all putting in the effort. There's no, um, you know, it's not like a big box bro gym where it's like, hey, you know, I don't use that squat rack. You know, I'm using that for the next 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, everyone's doing the same thing. Uh, you create that community. So I would say if you're looking for something, seek out something like that, like these groups that meet, like functional fitness gyms, stuff like that. Look for something like that where there's some group accountability. Like you just you just got yourself ten coaches. You didn't even know it, right? Your your buddy texts you like, "Hey, where are you at today?" You're like, "Oh yeah, uh, hey, I'll be there tomorrow." You mm -hmm. know. So some group accountability. Don't be afraid to make changes. And if you really want to just clean up your diet, just go back to Whole Foods, right? That's it. And then I mean, look at look into Paleo Zone. Zone's great just for portion sizes, and uh, they break stuff down pretty good. It gets a little dicey counting blocks and stuff like that. So. I don't, I don't like that so much. If you're going to eat whole foods, just eat till you're full. Mm -hmm. And then if you're hungry, eat again. You'll be just fine. There yeah. you go. Make a mental decision. Find a community of support. Go for it. Eat whole foods. Eat That's whole it. foods. There you go. Well, this is great, Dave. Well, thanks for sitting down with me. Yeah. And uh, we'll definitely have to uh, get you back on soon. And yeah. All right, then. Thanks. Have a good one. And there you have it. Again, a special thanks to Dr. Listen for sitting down with us today. I feel like that was just awesome. There was just some great advice in there he had. So if you guys like what you hear, you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. We're always open for um, new topics or people to interview. So definitely shoot those my way. Uh, we appreciate you listening and we will talk to you next time.